This is a broadcast of Holland United Church of Christ. At Holland UCC, we seek to open the mind and engage the heart. We are a community of justice, peace, and affirmation in Holland, Michigan, where everyone is welcome to the table. Our scripture this morning is the Holy Gospel according to Luke 2, Luke 2, 41 to 52. Now every year his parents went up to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Well, a few reflections this morning as another year ends on impermanence. A few reflections on impermanence by Thich Nhat Hanh. He writes, the Buddha taught that everything is impermanent. Flowers, tables, Mountains, political regimes, bodies, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness. Flowers decompose, but this does not prevent us from loving flowers. In fact, we are able to love them more because we know how to treasure them while they are still alive. If we learn to look at a flower in a way that impermanence is revealed to us, when it dies, we will not suffer. Impermanence is more than an idea. It's a practice to help us touch reality. When we study impermanence, we have to ask, is there anything in this teaching that has to do with my daily life, my daily difficulties, my suffering? Every time we look or listen, the object of our perception can reveal to us the nature of impermanence. We have to continually nourish such insights. When we look deeply into impermanence, we see that things change because causes and conditions change. Even a mountain that looks as though it's never going to change is by its nature impermanent. That's a lot to think about right there. I was with him on the flowers, right? We experience flowers as impermanent. We don't really experience mountains as such, but that's a deeper insight that he's inviting us to tap into. 
The mountain came from nothing and will eventually erode into nothing, Thich Nhat Hanh writes. But he also notes that understanding impermanence can give us confidence, peace, and joy, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but he says impermanence doesn't necessarily lead to suffering. Without impermanence, life could not be. Without impermanence, your daughter could not grow up into a beautiful lady. Without impermanence, oppressive political regimes would never change, right? We're grateful for that kind of impermanence. We think impermanence makes us suffer. Well, the Buddha gave the example of a dog that was hit by a stone and got angry at the stone. It is not impermanence that makes us suffer. What makes us suffer is wanting things to be wanting things to be permanent when they are not. Impermanence just is, he writes. And us, us wanting things to be other than what they are that leads to suffering. We, we need to learn to appreciate the value of impermanence. If we are in good health and are aware of impermanence, we will take good care of ourselves. When we know that the person we love is impermanent, we will cherish our beloved all the more. Impermanence teaches us to respect and value every moment and all the precious things around us and inside of us. When we practice mindfulness in this way, we become fresher and more loving. And then Thich Nhat Hanh wrote how, uh, writes and talks about how looking deeply in such a way can lead to and become our very way of life. We can practice conscious breathing, he writes, to help us be in touch with things and to look deeply at their impermanent nature. This practice will keep us from complaining that everything is impermanent and therefore not worth living for. Impermanence is what makes transformation possible. We should learn to say, long live impermanence. There's sort of an irony to that phrase, but nevertheless. Thanks to impermanence, we can change sufferings into joy. If we practice the art of mindful living, when things change, we won't have any regrets. We can smile because we've done our best to enjoy every moment of our life and to make others happy. When you get into an argument with someone you love, please close your eyes and visualize yourselves 300 years from now. When you open your eyes, you will only want to take each other in your arms and acknowledge how precious each of you is. That's an interesting practice. Imagine yourselves 300 years from now. The teaching of impermanence helps us appreciate fully what is there without attachment or forgetfulness. Impermanence tells us that whatever we are feeling today, it will change tomorrow. We have to nourish our insight into impermanence every day. If we do, we will live more deeply, suffer less, and enjoy life more. Living deeply, we will touch the foundation of reality. Touching impermanence deeply, we touch the world beyond permanence and impermanence. We touch the ground of being and see that which we have called being and non-being are just notions. Bringing impermanence into our own life is to recognize that nothing we do in life 
is ever lost. It's always there for a moment in one form, and then it will become another form. Some beautiful reflections there from Thich Nhat Hanh on the nature of the world around us and learning to see it more deeply as it is. And in the spirit of impermanence now, we turn to our burning bowl ceremony. Invite you at this time to take out uh, some small pieces of paper or whatever size. Maybe you want to write on, maybe a lot to write. You want to write on a full-size sheet of paper that works um, beautifully as well. And we've been doing this burning bowl ceremony for several years now. And again, it gives us the chance to release situations, thoughts, habits, maybe even relationships that no longer serve our spiritual growth. And so at this end of year time, right, it's traditionally a time of reflection and evaluation. And we might think what worked for us well, or what, what are we grateful for? What, what did we learn in the year past? We might also want to say, what would we like to have handled differently? What regrets or sorrows are we holding? And what would we like to offer up to God? What would we like to open our hands of and release? So I invite you to grab um, that small piece of paper, as I said, um, and have something to write with. And in a moment, I'll give you a few moments to, um, to write down. And you can write down even as we're talking here. Or if you need to get up and grab that now, that's a, it's a good time to do that. And you can write whatever you want, right? Whatever you feel that you would like to symbolically release, you can write on that. And so I invite you maybe to settle in here for a moment, maybe close your eyes and reflect on what that might be. Allow in this time people, places, things, feelings, addictions, or patterns of behavior to arise in your conscious mind as you recognize them and begin to write down a word or phrase associated with it. And as you agree to release whatever it is you're releasing, you trust that this thought, this practice, or even this person is being treated perfectly by God as you release these items from your concern, your anxiety, your fear, or your resentment. With each name, thought, feeling, or internal pattern you release, you might notice a peacefulness arising within you. And so I invite you to allow this process to continue for the next couple of minutes, writing down whatever it is you are given to release. So we'll have just a couple moments of quiet here. In a moment, I'll offer my own paper into the bowl, and that can perhaps reflectively represent whatever you're releasing as well. And we'll conclude this time 
in a couple of minutes with the ringing of the bowl. And as you're thinking about what you might write down, know that letting go begins the moment you put pen or pencil to paper. It is your conscious awareness that activates the release of problems, thoughts, worries, and whatever else you need to let go of from your life. And after you're done writing, you might want to keep your paper in a special place where you can dispose of it later. I don't want to assume you have a way to do that in this moment. Perhaps if you do have a candle uh, in a bowl or even just a bowl of water, you can put the paper in a bowl of water um, or you can light it on fire and then drop it in the water. You can even flush it down the toilet or perhaps today's a good day to light a fire in the yard to symbolize your letting go. And whenever you do this, place your paper consciously as whatever you've written down enters into the cleansing fire or water. And as you watch the paper burn, visualize your unwanted thoughts or visualize what you are letting go of rising up in the spoke, being released from you. Don't hold on to it too long. And allow yourself to feel and experience whatever you are feeling. Fear, anxiety, sadness, loss, gratitude. Let the feelings lift as the fire consumes your paper. Visualize the smoke as the lifting of your concerns up to God. And the core of this ritual is really about a shifting consciousness, being still, becoming aware, naming what you are releasing and letting it go, and then standing in faith for what is next. And additionally, as we move into this final week of the year, I invite you to consider taking some time to write down things you would like to focus on in the year ahead. A new practice, a new way of being, a new relationship, whatever it might be. And by writing something down, we take the first step toward helping it become so.
you are invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. streaming on Facebook. You can also watch these messages on the Holland UCC YouTube channel. And for more information, how to get involved, or to support our work, like us on Facebook or visit hollanducc.org. Thank you.